Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another charming issue of KRK Radio. It's me, the Dowager Table Knight, the best table in the world. And I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, the lackluster black word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and are you mocking me? Because I am visibly in mourning. I need you guys to understand this. Henry is watching me in tears, mourning the loss of Jason David Frank. And he has decided to take this moment to insult me, ignoring the fact that we just watched him walk smooth across the room with his man's seed dripping out his rectum. Wow. This bitch is sliding across his living room like a penguin. Like a snail. Coming for me. Knowing his hole tastes like a salty platoon. I I need some level of respect on this podcast, but I definitely need empathy. And for Henry to operate like this is unprofessional, is rude, real TikTok-like. Um, she's pushing 50 and behaving like she's 13. It's 13 going on retired for me. Um, this is the scribe of Table Dusk, here for you at all times, but also here for it. Thank you for coming to the podcast this week. We're going to be discussing things, uh, very limited things. Um, there's one book, but, you know, we're still here. We always show up for work. Well, me, Showtime, and Vontae show up for work. Henry has his camera off. I wonder I where the security is. See, his mic's not even working. It's going to come up on the recording with him gargled. He doesn't even realize that he's been doing that for the last, what, 10 episodes? <laughs> just because... Showtime, you edit the episodes, right? How many times does Henry come up as gargled and, like, incoherent? <laughs> Just because I had and our other co-host. You be tapping in on bad Wi-Fi and horrible vibes, and you wanted to open an episode coming from me. You're, you just woke up. You need to unwind a little bit. You need to unclench, actually, um, and smooth out that hole, and maybe you might have the audacity. But we have other just, people to announce. Let's continue. Just because you have all your She-Hawk blouse does not mean you're going to come for me, okay? You go ahead and worry about yourself. I do nothing How to does it you. Feel my... when you nick yourself and you have a healing factor. Does the scarring still show up or do you just keep on trucking through? I know it's hard to shave with blood in your eyes, but you somehow managed to do it. You look like a California raisin that's been rolling through carpet with those patchy beards that you keep having and talking about me being beautiful and amazing. I know you're jealous. Yeah, you look like I'm a Muslim like... Caillou. <laughs> keep, keep, it, keep it cute. Keep it cute, little Bill. Keep it cute, little Bill. Keep it cute, little Bill. Too much. Not too much. Not too much. Not too much, little Bill. Not too much. Not too much. Oh Lord. So as Henry charges his next insult, why don't we continue with the next people on the panel? <laughs> Um. Uh. uh welcome. Oh, come on, who's she at? Um. I just, I just reached and touched it. Um. <laughs> <it's> still wet. 
<laughs> that's nasty. I heard I heard the bubble pop. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, I'm gonna start my thing. <laughs> so our podcast this week will be rated X. Thank you so much, y'all. <laughs> so, I'm so high right now. That is so embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> our other co-hosts. <laughs> our other co-hosts are Vate, the, uh, what's your, uh, the wig guy. <laughs> yeah, you're messing with the fuck. What's up? It's the wind guy, Vante, Vante of the storm, your regent, Vante of the liquor. Okay, I got me my Henny. So, you know, Henry ain't the only one that's a little bit toasty. Henry ain't the only one a little bit toasty. But, you know, we ain't here. We about to have us a good show. We only got one book to talk about, but we about to have us a good old show. And um, I hope that um, Henry figures out that bubble that came out of him. Um, that's a serious situation to sound like. Ooh, it was nice. And, oh, and finally, um, our Charlie, uh, our great uh, uh, Big Poppy Showtime. Give it up. Give it up. Uh, what's up, y'all? Wow. What's up, y'all? It's the, um, the leader of the Great Ring, the leader of Table Dawn. Um, I too am lit as fuck over here, so I guess we're gonna have a fucking lit ass fucking uh, so, episode or issue. Or I'm the only person sober. <laughs> yeah, you might be. Like, you might be. We got Showtime high as fuck. Bonte gone off liquor. Um, and Henry has suds. So, first of all, first of all, Stop, you don't <laughs> call him SpongeBob. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's what you mad about. Well, somebody cream out your dusty pussy, you come talk to me. Be a real bitch. Be a real bitch. Hey, Henry, what's the Quran say? See, 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 I'm high. You almost got me. Come on, say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to get me, but that's fine. That's fine. Don't you that's have fine. the sun and pray? Like, <laughs> why are you still here? <laughs> Face me- Mecca, but love that for you. Face the sun. See you. See, see. That's the see, see. First of all, bitch. Exactly. Must be pray five times a day towards Mecca, not towards the sun. You jackass. <laughs> you are going to hell. I'm sorry. Why do I say that? Because that's not. That's not. That's not nice. To say that to somebody who resides there anyway. You you live there. So there's no point in me saying those mean things. I'm a Capricorn. You know the tarot that represents the Capricorn sign is the devil. Yeah, we <laughs> know. Yeah. We know we can it tell. Applies. You are very oh, oh yeah. Why are people so, on LinkedIn? So so go, today LinkedIn famous. LinkedIn, you ain't got no job, Tommy. Go ahead and cut it out. Yes, oh, Steven. Let's, let's talk about the real tea. Let's talk about the real tea, America. Steve is really a homosexual because he's been hopping across the city, going from home to home. Steven ain't got no job. Steven ain't no writer. Steve, Steven, Steven is not who we think he is, y'all. Steven is a homosexual. He's a homosexual. Look at him. See, I love Henry, home- right, so much because he brings his work home with him, you know? 
Okay. Wow. Why did I catch that one immediately? Mm. On that one, let me drink. <laughs> what is this episode? We start off mourning together a Jason David Frank who um, there's no confirmation right now, and so this is not a really confirmation, but I think... On a- but no, it's like, if you search his name, it does, say, it does say he's dead. Like, stuff is updated with him being dead yesterday. Yeah, and, like, also, like, if you if you just do backdoor research, which is what I call just going to people's social media and is looking at shit and using your senses and like linking your common sense, I think it's enough verification with people who can easily yeah. contact people he knows to say that it probably is true. Like Walter, um, who played Zach in the original Power Rangers, he's already posted his confirmation. I imagine he has the means to get in contact with someone who can get in contact with Jason David Frank. Because if you know anything about the original Power Rangers, you know they all do touring together. They all go to cons together. They're in that same market of just selling merch. Um, I call it nostalgia touring. There was a very short period of time where the guy who played Billy did not fuck with any of them niggas. Yeah, because the homophobia he faced on set. <laughs> yep. The back, like the the behind the scenes lore of this show is would make a perfect documentary. Honestly, they should do a documentary on that, like Netflix did on Blockbuster. It's not a documentary, but it's a, <laughs> it's a scripted series. I would make a docu-series called Back to Action um, uh, about the Power Rangers behind the scenes in every single episode. Um, I would try to do a different season of Power Rangers. Like, I would talk about the dude from Operation Overdrive who was banned from all Power Rangers conventions because he allegedly stole a sign for charity. And it's a long-lasting fucking mystery of if he stole the sign or not. Like, it was a sign that was supposed to be auctioned, but it was signed by everyone in the Power Rangers. Like, it had, like, 30 signatures. It was going to be auctioned off for charity. And it vanished. Someone stole it. And they just have a picture of him going to the the break room and going to his car and then coming back. And they go, like, oh, that means he stole it. But he's also the only black person on the team. And so it's either they're being racist or, like, he actually stole it. But either way, he was incriminated for it. And no one knows if it's true or not. There's just like a lot of behind the scenes shit about Power Rangers that is so interesting that I think would make a great docuseries. Um, I met Nakia Burris when I went to um when I went to Comic Con. She was a sweetheart. She played Tanya, the second black yeah. Ranger. She played Tanya. She's yeah. such a sweet lady. Like she's just very nice, very kind. And she's like, you know, this is my like sixth time at Comic Con. I've never left this floor. I'm really excited to just walk around. And go see things. I wanted to buy one of her morphing coins, but it didn't have a yellow one. And I wanted a yellow one. I don't want I didn't want a signature that mismatched the color. But yeah, um, rest in peace, potentially. I would say rest in power, but unfortunately, because like the pun would hit, but unfortunately, you're not black, Jason David Frank, so I can't really say that. Um, mm-hmm. but rest in peace, Jason David Is Frank. He- is he just regular white or is he spicy white? That's always been my question. Like Google is free. I'll do this while we're talking. It Go said ahead. he has some Native American ancestry, but oh, I don't know if he's like a a fakian. Like you know what? Some white people just say, Oh yeah, I'm Native American, and like they're really not. 
Um, He's Greek, Polish, Irish, and German, so spicy white. Oh, so he's a Norseman. That's a Norseman. Greek is spicy. That's a Viking showtime. You know it. That's a Viking. Um, Showtime's making his interesting face. Like the face he makes when he gets news on his phone. Um, rest in peace. I'll take these off so you won't see my reflection anymore. <laughs> no, everybody didn't see your reflection. I just know like the face you make when you see something of interest and it's usually always news. And you're like, your hit picks the side. You're like, oh, hmm. <laughs> love, I love you dearly. Love a good nude. I do too. That one I just got was great. I don't. He don't, he doesn't ever perform like that. I just I enjoy when he does that. Um, Holes and poles. No, you can hear like he, he busted out the high quality flashlight. <laughs> and, 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 and it was like, oh my god, I'm really big on the audio. Mm-hmm. Don't put no Wait, um, no music over it. Just just give us the natural sounds. Like, have you ever gotten so like emotional and sentimental over a great mood? Yeah, like, especially from someone who you want it from. Like, yeah, I, I, like literally, like Cole was like beautiful. Like, I mean, like it was like it was just like it was just picture perfect. Just picture perfect. I like. I really shed a tear. I really did. I especially like getting it for photographers because they make it a whole whole vibe. Like I have Scotty, whole vibe. <laughs> we are really not talking about comic books today. <laughs> Listen, we got one book, really Henry. Good. We can preamble as and much as we really want. I'm not judging. I think, and like, we really are just having like what we do before the show on the show conversation. <laughs> Henry, I intentionally like, passed like, us through it because I was like, I know we need to just talk. Henry high as fuck because he forgot the entire setup of when we only have one book. We have discussed this ad nauseum. What happens when we have one or two books? We just gonna bullshit. <laughs> you know, like you know, like when you watch, you know, like when you watch a like TV show or a movie, and then like, like, oh, like, like, like when Ray Davis on Love and Hip Hop and the hat kept moving. It's like when Vate <laughs> said, "Oh, I shed a tear." It just took me completely out of it. I was like, "Oh my god, we are really, we really live right now." Vate really said. <laughs> Oh, it was just so pretty. It was so pretty. And and, and I shed a tear. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, I, Yo, Henry Hyde's fuck. He off the fucking rocker. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I was like, why Why are we talking about this? Like, how did we get... Because we was just talking about Jason David Frank, and somehow we're talking about emotional noobs. What? <laughs> you never what? experienced He's a strict bottom with very specific rules about what he will and will not do. Okay, but you can see a pretty penis and still be like, oh my God, that shit was like. When the lights hit the game, right? (laughs) It's like, I mean, you see like pretty dicks in photos and stuff, but like, I don't never feel like I want to share the tail of this dick. This is a pretty ass, like, my God, this dick is, you know what? That might be why. 
You never experienced a high quality mood. Is this like an age barrier thing of like, you know? I said eight. I said one tear. I didn't say boohoo. I said one. So I mean that one little trickle down here. That's from admiration. Yeah, like like a thug tear. Like I get it. Like a thug tear. I get it. But I I think I've never seen a dude like, oh wow, like oh this is this is beautiful. Like top cat terrible. Not not saying you do top. But like top told me like then Bobby got to arch and make sure we oiled up and and you know put a little spit shine on the hole. And, you know, we got to make sure it's we look good. We take out the food. I make feel sure, like that's sure. giving honor to y'all, though. I feel like you know, that's giving honor to y'all. Y'all put a lot of work into y- y'all. put a lot of work into your to, into your your content. So, so that becomes normative. Like, people expect that every single time. And I'm like, I don't... My dick is very photogenic, so I don't have a lot of issues there. Um, however, Some of this is just um, ugly. <laughs> Some of these nudes be in syndication because I'm not taking a brand new nude for every nigga that asks me for one. I'm like, I'm texting you every day and I'm doing a new one. Like, two, one person on my phone gets a new one every single time because we've been texting for like months and y'all know who it is. <laughs> we've been texting for months consistently. I'm like, of course, I'll send you a new one or I just spontaneously send you a magical ink uh, photo in the middle of the day or a video. You never know what you're going to get, but it's my delight to share that with you. I like to send my nudes with the slam effect. <laughs> I can't do that because we in meetings sometimes. <laughs> it just goes off and he's like... Because you just got to hit him with it. Right? Mm-hmm. I was getting text messages like, you know, I was in the middle of a meeting with a co-worker. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And? Wow, but no, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. That's how we got. <laughs> That's how we got here. You are not the best Power Ranger. You are a great one. I don't think you should count you as the Red Turbo Ranger. I feel like that's unfair, and that detracts from TJ. Was he was? Oh, he, he was, was for a little Turbo bit. Ranger he had like, like the first part of the two season. episodes or some some shit. Rolled over from the movie, had like two episodes, and they fired all of them and replaced them with black people. <laughs> well, brown people. Well, Carlos, I don't know who Carlos is, but just other than fine. He, they replaced him with the finest team in Ranger history. I got a very specific ranking system, and Turbo had the finest team. Actually, no, in space, by proxy of taking that little shirt fuck JT. I forget his name all the time. Um, out the Blue Ranger, shuffling TJ over to Blue and bringing in Andros, because Andros is a very pretty white man. That mm-hmm. is the finest Power Ranger team. That is peak bisexuality, from red to motherfucking pink to silver, all fine. Carlos, when he put his hair up and greased that shit down, he's at the ponytail. Fine. Yeah, Carlos. Carlos was fine. Well, 90s was a different type of well, a different type of fine anyway. So mm-hmm. they don't make back in that they era, they would take Power Rangers off Power Rangers, throw them on to Moesha. That's how fine they had to be. Yeah. Was supposed to be your Power Rangers take, Henry? And, uh, now, now, what was that little Transformer comment you made earlier about Power Rangers? Oh, I said we make time for Transformers all the fucking time, but it's time to discuss the Morphing Grid. 
I guess. I mean, the Power Rangers comic actually was really good when Parrot um, was writing it. Mm-hmm. The, the comic was good, actually. Like, that's a really good story. It's kind of like the, like the Ninja Turtles have really good stories in the comics versus the shows. I was going to make a joke, like, oh, yeah, Transformers is going to have good comics, but I felt like it was going to be a, a bold lie, even for a joke, and I didn't want to say that. I don't want to be dishonest when I'm shading you, Henry. I I felt like that would be beneath me. I had to be truthful. Transformers has good comics, too. Yeah, they, they do. Too bad, like, they lost their... They're going to another uh, comic book company, though. Which is always iffy. Like, I think eventually in the next five years, the Power Rangers comics are going to get real hectic because Boom has access to them. I'm like, three different companies have access to Power Rangers comics, and they're going to use them. And, like, it's going to be a, it's going to be corporate walk-in saying, I'm going to need to sue all you niggas because the IP needs to come to one person. And all of you are just doing whatever with my shit, and it's confusing my IP. <laughs> In fact, no, I'm really real. confused about which comic I need to be following sometimes when I walk through the comic store. Because the Morphin Grid has like five different stories running at the same time. And then it's also Mighty Morphine. And then it's also like whatever bullshit thing someone else decides to drop. Because Saban sold follow, all the rights to everyone. Um, I only follow Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin. Those are the two. Saban had the loosest IP intellectual pussy out here. I mean, any any bitch named Savon. Savon. You said Savon? I definitely said Savon at first and corrected myself and said Savon. I mean, both is true. But okay, today on the docket, we have Immortal X-Men. Number eight. Number Business eight. Focus. Time. So... Let's wait till Henry collects himself. <laughs> I'm collected, bitch. I'm collected. You push out them babies yet? No. Wow. It's Halloween around here. Everything stays, this pussy stays a haunted house. So you really <laughs> roasting those seeds up in there. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, Immortal X-Men, judges, your scores. And 10. 10. Ten. Okay. Boss, are you so ready? Gay. <laughs> it's just so sad. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to read and read. First of all, I will read any X-Men time. I wasn't reading the Wolverine time. I was not doing that. Oh all that. Y'all. You got to be fair about Vontae not reading Wolverine books because we all made an active choice to almost drop that bitch. And the only reason we kept on reading it was a whim. <laughs> really, like, so I've really been consistent with what I said. Like, I really wasn't interested in reading it, so I wasn't going to read it. But I'll read the other X-Men titles. I just wasn't interested in Wolverine. But y'all somehow made y'all way over to the Wolverine titles. Then talking about some, oh, we're doing this. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? We thought we wasn't reading this no more. <laughs> Well, you know what? Today's a great day. You have read all the books today. Every book that we have scheduled. <laughs> you know what? You read all, all the one book. I ain't, I ain't about to play with y'all because y'all know I read any, I read any and everything. Except that. But Miss Candy a, read a book. Miss you know Candy. <laughs> you know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> And why are you over there dressed like dressed like dead presents? Is you the pussy burglar today? What's going on? You know what? I was thinking about being one today. I was thinking about being one today. In a way, I don't know. Somebody might like it. Oh, 
god. I just want to watch. It's intense. Joseph said, keep the camera on. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. Hit record, child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll make sure I'm having a camera set up and everything. I got me a little tripod. Call me uh, uh, Mimi Fox. Ooh. My shower rod is nailed in the wall. You gonna have uh, good. Um, uh, professional edits too? Oh, yeah, I can it's do that. All, all different areas. <laughs> yeah, it's all different areas. What the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, we on that. We trying to get that. Well, she's so fucking hysteric about fucking sex tape. Like, <laughs> she really was. For no she reason. Was so, she really was. I was sitting there. I was like, girl, mind that bottle. Mind that She was bottle. giving performance. And was yeah, giving to go to Danny. Yeah, she was really making sure she was going for that, that, that Oscar. Because I was like, it, it, it wasn't no need for all that. We are really not talking about this comic book. So, Immortal X Men. Um, what happened? <laughs> she, she, she not, now you know how I felt earlier. We just like, wait a minute. We really aren't talking about the books today. We we just no, bitch. It was appropriate earlier. Which you would you were just out of it. Don't try to link that no, to this. No, <laughs> trying to make yourself seem relatable, not. bitch. What? And the fact that we were on the fact that we were on point, and you directed it to me, and then talk about I'm the pussy person. I don't appreciate that. You are a pussy that. burglar. He was on trip. Rubble, rubble, rubble. You are a pussy burglar. <laughs> <laughs> well. So I will say, um, because I'm I'm gonna say this and not actually seriously mean it, that Kieran Gillen is friends with Connor Goldsmith. <laughs> that this reads like he ran this whole story by Connor. <laughs> It's like Connor. Yeah, I think Connor is just like I am not influenced the story. I said no, but you're you're part of the X Men like the nerd pop culture now, so you want me making clear references to you at all times. Only their fan base is reading that because I do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Celine Galileo walking up to Genesis and say, "Hey, baby." <laughs> whole time, I, the whole time I was reading this issue, I, the whole time I kept thinking Connor is probably living. <laughs> Says you're not helping the allegation, Kieran. <laughs> I know this story was written months and months and months ago, and that they, they recorded an issue uh, of their podcast or episode of whatever the fuck Connor calls it. Um, but the I well episodes and the episodes are from two weeks, two years ago. So it's definitely right. possible. <laughs> it was two years ago when they recorded that. <laughs> I know because I put my friend onto a cerebral podcast who's being who's feeling depressed. I'm like, you know, here's some nerd shit that I think you will appreciate. It'll help you at least get into some deep lore about things that doesn't matter so you can stop paying attention to your life for a little bit. That's what useful. That's his, useful thing with it. His most recent episode about uh, Manifold and Gateway, I'm about halfway through it. Girl. So much. There is so much to both of their fucking stories that I had no idea. Like the, his character, this yeah, because he's, he's a B, like he's like so a C-list Avengers character in that he appears in more books than he probably should. It's like that with Gentle too, because Gentle would just be thrown to the background of events because he's physically like recognizable as X Men, but it caused him to be in a bunch of stories and a bunch of issues that you're like. Why the fuck is he here? <laughs> he has almost as many views of like appearances. Like it's getting to 
you have to think he might be like a B-list or A-list character because he's appeared in the background of so many different books. And so he has his appearances is just up there. Manifold. I actually enjoyed Manifold's like um, appearances in actually every time Hickman has written him um, where he used him in Secret Warriors as part of the Secret Warriors. And then when he was in Avengers um, and was getting training from Captain Universe, it was the uh, black woman. I loved all of that, but I enjoy Manifold as an X-Men character more than an Avenger. I mean, all two of his X-Men stories? He's, yeah. And they've all been written by Al Ewing. So there's that. You know, I don't think Manifold would be in these stories. Tiny PC Coast didn't fucking love Black Panther. Uh, Tiny PC Coast didn't know, love Manifold like an adopted child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, he, he should, is a long time. He was trying to make him black. Coates was I mean, trying to make black. Manifold black for the longest. <laughs> he is black. He's Aboriginal Aboriginal. referred to Aboriginal folks refer to themselves as black. Yes, they refer to them as black. Uh, Do we mean black African, like of the the diaspora? I mean, he's far back enough. Yes, uh, he's a different type of black. There's African black, and then there's Aboriginal black. They're two different. Right. Colts wanted him to be a nigga. (laughs) Colts wanted him to be of Negro descendantry. You know. And it's kind of strange that he literally has not been in any Black Panther books recently because how much Colts has used him and went, this is uh, T'Challa's best friend, and they're homies, and they always do everything together. And now he's dating Shuri. <laughs> Colts kind of ripped his characters like they were just Barbie dolls. He was just playing make-believe. <laughs> that's how he had Storm for fucking ever. I respect his interpretation of Colts and Storm's post-divorce relationship. After reading Between the World and Me, uh, where he discusses that entire, I like that entire polyamorous grown folk, we just doing what we're doing. Uh, we don't, there's no labels to it, there's no monogamy to it, but we love each other and that's all that matters. But we're grown, and so things are going to happen in our individual romantic lives. Ethical non-monogamy. Um, oh, yeah, let's talk about the actual book. Uh, yep. So, Immortal X-Men, like, Mystique I appreciate... was actually Sherlock Holmes. I, I went to the Wikipedia page, the, the Marvel... Sorry, the Marvel Wiki for Sherlock Holmes, and I saw immediately what Kieran saw. A blank page that means you can make anything you want canon. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh... Sherlock Holmes is 616. Um, or 616, as some bitches call it. Oh, I never looked at Sherlock Holmes the same way again. That's why I said not. Like, oh, it's an emergency. Dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gross. It is. I like 616. And I'm happy that everyone agreed that it's 616 because all of us saw the same exact shit on the Marvel Wiki the last 10, 10 15 years. And we just went, yeah, it's 616. That's you, how know you, what, that. you know what? I, I, I like to argue this point. That needs to be opposed to 616 or 616. I want that. To, I need to vote for that because I say 616. So um, not- Kevin Feige said it's 616. He's and- white. 
he's a white man and he really thinks he has too much ownership. But guess what, Kevin? The comic fans surpass you. Well, you know what? And also the MCU, they tried to title it as the six as uh the six one six universe. And it, it is not. Like, it's its own yeah. no, it's separate. No, but, like, you know what? Moment, it doesn't even monster. make sense. No, it, it is the six sixteen. It is the six one sixteen in the comics is six one six. Yeah, that, that's about to say that, Steve. That's the same thing I'm going to say. The comments could be one, 616. They could be 616. I'm going to message Connor Goldsmith and tell him that. <laughs> just to see if I can... Just to, just to poke him. <laughs> I can have it. Um, um, so this book... I like... I like how they animated Mystique's power here. Because I think they did a lot mm-hmm. of, like, you know, nerd questions about Mystique. It's like, she's always running around naked. Does she feel cold? She's like, yes, I'm fucking cold all the time. <laughs> my tits are, my bare tits are out in the you this this cold British winter. Fuck you, I'm tired of being outside. <laughs> now I can't. I'm like, how do you not think Raven Darkholm isn't a black woman? That's a black woman's response. <laughs> my titties are out. My cooch is frozen shut. I don't like this. My wife sent me out here, and I'm strapped up. <laughs> she said, "All these clothes." That's skin. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. at all times. <laughs> and all of Sherlock Holmes' um, mystery and detective reasoning skills is just, my wife uh, left for, left for it come for me to figure this out. And I'm just like trying to figure it out. And that's a game we play. Uh, keeps things fresh, you know, after 10 years of marriage. <laughs> and I think it's a set after she met Wolverine. Because you know this Cameron that her and Wolverine used to hang out in the American West. How the fuck old is Raven again? Like hundreds of years old? She's uh, like maybe 200 years old or 150, somewhere between 150 and 200 years old. Because I was explaining to a friend, like, the whole Namor situation of, like, yeah, back in the day, um, mutants didn't really, quote-unquote, activate uh, on their own. They used to get triggered um, because you need a certain level of, like, radiation for, like, a mutant's X gene to activate. Otherwise, it just stays recessive. And it was Selene and then Apocalypse. And then the next up was technically Logan, but the implication is like Mystique. I'm talking about the original. I know there's a bunch of other ones who popped up here and there sporadically. All of the externals, I think Apocalypse is the youngest of the externals next to the baby. Is he? I feel like two of them came after, like Cassandra, the red bitch. I forget her name all the time because she's not an important character. Kendra, she's not an important character. Um, and old dude, the old Asian man who's clearly like a full Manchu, uh, they came after Apocalypse. Maybe. Because Apocalypse is the first mutant of the generation. And after Selene, Selene was like, yeah, there was like a... The original incarnation of Selene was like, yeah, there was a long time where there was just no, no mutants. And I thought I was a god. And then more mutants popped up, and I realized I wasn't a god. I was just a bad bitch. Very close, very easily confused. Storm got confused as well. <laughs> in the absence of other mutants, you, uh, uh, well, the most powerful mutant in the room just becomes a bad bitch. And therefore a god. 
Um, but basically, I was like, yeah, mutants get triggered um, by some radioactive event or some magical event or something has to happen to trigger it. And Mystique, for the longest, was just some old ancient bitch who no one knows the backstory of. And we still don't know her backstory. And we might never know her backstory. <laughs> right. We just know. I don't want to know her backstory because I think that's the whole purpose of her. You shouldn't know her backstory. Other than she loves De- Destiny a whole, whole lot. And she hates all of her children except Rogue. And she hates humans almost as much as she hates her children except Rogue. Rogue's the only one that she respects. I think if Raven was a, was a black woman, the child of a black woman and a slave, um, or the daughter of slaves, I think it would impose a better sense of why she's kind of like this. Um, very, very self-serving. She gives, like, Marie Laveau vibes, you know, of, like, what's the name of that trope? I remember why I'm forgetting. It's not the Jezebel... Um, there's three tropes that are used to depict black women in art and media. It's the Mammy, the Jezebel. And the Stephen? Huh? And the Stephen? A, a little rude black bitch, the Stephen? I'm just a kid who's for each day. I grow some more. I need to pray. I'm Henry. Um, no, this is the third one. This is the third one. I'm forgetting. I'm really upset that I forget this one because this is the big one. It's used to depict black women as like perpetually angry, controlling, domineering. Um, so many different things. And like it's targeted towards different aspects, but it really stands out when you look at Mystique, especially her rivalry with Storm. Like, her issues. And it really just helps, for me, like, the comparisons to Storm being a mammy, and why it's so incorrect, is also why it's incorrect to kind of depict uh, Mystique as incapable of love. And it's actually just, like, she only loves one person, and, like, she protects these, these specific people she's really close to. Because she's actually let them in, and her card that she has is justifiable. So, like, like, so, so mm-hmm. I, I, I have a question. So, like, if, if if in case that Mystique was really black before she mutated, why would she date Destiny, who's clearly a white woman? Unless Mystique was a passing black person, which which would make her story even much more interesting. She's a passing black person who resented intrinsically black people because she would never be that. She always sits in between both worlds. Um, the term I look for is sapphire, but, by the way. It's a sapphire. But also, again, this is a reading I have received from Connor. Um, Destiny reads like a Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. And if you're in um, the early, I'm sorry, the late late 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. in like Germany, Poland, Jewish women would probably also feel equally ostracized as um, a passing black woman. So maybe they like connect on that. I don't yeah, know. Just, it's like I, I, because now I'm saying they were like, I really wonder who Mystique was. Like we really don't know. Also, don't think know. about. Here's what um, Gillian Karen is not slick. 
how the first the second issue I think is when we introduce how Irene and Mystique met, right? And mm-hmm. Irene walked into the room and says, "I'm your true love. I've seen it. We're going to have an epic love story, and we, it's going to end tragically um, short, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. And I can't live without you." And Mystique was like, "You're weird, and I like that." And, like, I feel comfortable around you. And, like, okay, I wanted to give it a shot. And then, like, over the course of that, they fall in love. That's literally The Watchmen. Is The Watchmen. It's a one-for-one recreation of the scene in The Watchmen where Regina King is on a blind date. And she meets um, Blue Dude with his dick out. I forget all the time. Uh, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Um, She meets Dr. Manhattan in that restaurant and dr manhattan's whole game was really just him telling her this is our love story this is how it starts i don't want to come here i'm gonna speak to you i'm gonna say these things and i'm gonna tell you exactly who i am from this point and it's gonna jump and i'm gonna tell you that i am your true love and you are mine and we will this is oh well how does it end it says tragically i died and she like despite knowing everything she's comforted in like knowing someone who can make tomorrow feel safe for her and like they bond, and then literally Dr. Manhattan goes and sacrifices his whiteness for her. <laughs> That's how I interpret him choosing that new body as Ayaya Abdul Hakim is just sacrificing his whiteness <laughs> so that he can be with Regina. <laughs> because let me tell you, if I had the option of being white or Yaya Mateen II, I'm always choosing Yaya. <laughs> always choosing Yaya. Always. Always. <laughs> always. That's a man. Mm-hmm. But that man, that man got some meat. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of meat, guess who's at my job last night? Fucking Jesse Williams. Oh. And he's tall. Oh, that's interesting. He's I like see six him four. as like normal, like mid height. You know, not no, he's like short. Six three, six, he's like six three, six four. He's huge. Mm-hmm. His big dick self. Oh wait, so if he's tall and his dick is that big by compare, oh oh oh, it's always like he's always those tall skinny things. No, it's always tall skinny things. And doesn't he's, not like, he's not like super skinny either though. But the thing that he's huge, I was like, oh my god, oh my pussy got so loud. <laughs> Ain't he unfaithful? Mm. <laughs> you, you right on time, daddy. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's I, to me, I think it's important to read Raven as black because a lot of her circumstances, her issues revolve around like blackness, like being a dark skinned black woman. And it's like she shapeshifts a lot. And so she can walk and navigate things as a white passing woman, but she chooses actively most times to not pass. Like when she walked up into Sinister, she said, The jig is up. I don't feel like lying anymore. She just she goes blue. Like her choice to walk around as blue is one of the most, the only thing Brian Singer got extremely right of that conversation between Nightcrawler and Mystique in X2, when like Nightcrawler's like, if you can be anyone, like why do you not walk around like every like everyone else? And she just goes, because I shouldn't have to. And like that's the most radical revolutionary point she could have made. That that one point cemented like Mystique's character shouldn't change from this, and then she did. <laughs> but that was but that was the craziest part about the X Men franchise. You're breaking up. It's, oh, that that's the craziest part about the X Men franchise about how much Mystique's character 
said so little, but really did a lot of the like heavy lifting for the movie. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Because you're supposed and to be Rebecca so remained, Mama killed that role, except what I didn't particularly like is they made Mystique like second in command to Magneto, and they never worked together that way. They always were independent leaders. Yeah, that's what, like, you would go into the movies thinking, like, uh, in the comic book, they must be, like, dating each other. Like, Magneto don't fuck with her. <laughs> you don't hang yeah, out. They're cool. They never near each other, like, at all. Like, collaboratively, they've never really, ever, really, ever worked together. Not even in the X-Men animated series that they work together. Yeah, right. but Steve and was like, just doing independent war crimes. Well, they kind of did. Everybody was, like, their own thing. You know who yeah. I want to play? Mama Mystique in the MCU, if you can get Mama Pope from Scandal. I don't know. If I see, if I see that lip start quivering, I'm going to turn it off. I don't know how not, I feel about not that. Not Carrie Washington. Candy Alexander? Her mother. Mama Pope. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. The one who was dragging Candy Alexander. Olivia oh, by her oh. goddamn scalp and bash her against the wall. <laughs> I can see, like, I, I start imagining, like, you know, Ty's little fires everywhere that uh, <laughs> Carrie Washington being a mystique. Always making faces. Oh, I was like, no. That she is not. What's Candy Southern? She, she always makes <laughs> her face like she smells shit. Oh, God, the Carrie Washington face takes me down every time. So, baby, she don't do that. You're going to make that face, honey. She had that face. If I only got that walk. Woo, child. <laughs> But well, that's a man of Waller. That's a man of Waller for you. So that's <laughs> Yeah, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I don't know why it doesn't like like connect to me that that Viola Davis plays Amanda Waller. I don't know why it just seems like two different people. Because the performance is so good, is that she isn't just going like, oh, I'm just gonna be Viola Davis versus Amanda Waller. It's Amanda Waller you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like she really is, because like, especially like the way they portrayed her. In the comics, and without comics, in the animated features, it's very like the same person. Because she doesn't. Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda Waller on Justice League Unlimited. Woo, that was a that, that, that was a stone that, ice that cold was a bitch. That was a bitch. Well, capital B bitch. In fact, Vonta, you need a, a fan cam of Amanda Waller. Go, go get it. Well, done. you know what? I'll work. You know what? I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I don't want no comic series, no comic um arc ever really does an Amanda Waller tie into anything going on. Like it feels like in situations like Dark Metal, Amanda Waller would have been promoted to a general or something. Like in a uh, Secret War, you know how everyone became uh, like a bishop of their own uh of their own little areas and like mm-hmm. they just ran it. I mean Baron, the word is Baron, they were barons. I was like, if Amanda Waller was in the was in Marvel, she would be a baron of a whole enterprise. She'd be like second in command to Doctor Doom because he needs to keep that bitch close. Because <laughs> Doom like, is smart, a what? strong, powerful black woman. Uh, uh-uh, I ain't gonna be on her bad side. He tried it with Storm though, because black women. But he was trying to flirt. I hate to. I don't know if it's problematic to say this, but black women really make really great villains when they are. That's villainous. a sapphire. And that's the thing. That's the word. It's, I was looking for earlier was sapphire, and that is in itself like the point 
that I'm like, you read Raven Darkholm about this book, and you're like, this is a black woman I'm reading about because her antics, her behavior, but even like how like you see through the softness of like when she's around Irene, it's like she's curious, she's not stupid at all, like not by any imagination. I truthfully think she made her blaster on herself and said, This is my own custom invention. Um, it feeds off of, you know, the morphonic energy that I project when I shapeshift and shoots at people. And I just like big guns. <laughs> I would love um, it if they had more. I would love it if they had more black women or black actresses as villains. I feel like a lot of times our like our community they I don't know, they kind of ruined that. They, they kind of ruined that for us because it's like when we I would like black actresses to like expand, do other things. It's like they try to overanalyze certain things or try to make them a victim or someone, something like that. But I'm like, well, maybe the bitch is just radical. Maybe she, you know, maybe she just want to fuck some shit up, you know? Like, and that's I, why Mama Pope was so good. I think the the issue lies largely in that when we don't have a whole lot of options of things to look at, then it turns into, okay, well, why can't we have a hero, a villain, an anti-hero, an anti-villain, or whatever the fuck, whatever, this, that, and the third, black right. have have a variety rather than that just be the one type that you always get. Right. But I think that's what I'm makes also- Mystique such a great option Like if she was interpreted as black. Like remember in X3 how disappointing mm-hmm. it was when she got hit with that um, mutant cure and she turned white and you just go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> But then also, well, it was Rebecca Romaine, and Rebecca Romaine played the fuck out that role. Um, but like, she also still was with the shits with the mutants. She don't like those still with it. Listen, no, again, the funniest scene. She was helping them out even as a human. When she fucked up Dazzler, and she was like, "It's because you're Uncle Tom." <laughs> and she said, "She's a nasty girl. She's disgusting." Still, top ten most fucked up things. Like I don't think anyone who says Mystique can never do anything wrong. No, Mystique did a thousand and one things wrong. That bitch was horrible. <laughs> when she did the Dazzler, oh my god, the girl didn't deserve that. <laughs> Dazzler, Dazzler only gets a pass over here in in my house um, for that thing that she did in that event. We don't speak of. <laughs> I just feel like fundamentally Dazzler just gets a lot of passes because even when she was working for S.H.I.E.L.D., it wasn't like a, it wasn't like bad. It was like, I wanted to be a mutant representative because someone should be in this room speaking up for mutants um, because if we don't, these motherfuckers will make more Sentinels. And what did they do anyway? They went and made more Sentinels. And then put people in them. No, this was after they put people in Sentinels. They just made Sentinels. Oh, they just made Sentinels. It was a strip Sentinels. Yeah, Miss Miss Mamas could have kept her cop uh, behavior to herself. She wasn't really a cop. She was kind of like a secretary. It wasn't like she was out in the field fighting mutants. She would just show up and say, hey, she'll send me to talk to you guys about, like, you guys doing this. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, do I need to run interference? What's, like, it wasn't cop behavior like Abigail Brand would do because she wasn't destabilizing governments. She was just like, I'm here to walk into a meeting with them and tell them to back down um, and to advocate that they shouldn't send the robots in at all. Mm, Up until they sent in the robots. (laughs) And then, you know, 
Come on. And even then, Mystique was doing 90% of that job. Most of that work that she did in S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't Wait, that her. happened when they were trying to get rid of all the teleporters, right? Was that that? That was... Um, like that, was that was another group. That was the other acronym that it was, like, racist against mutants. It wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. It was... Uh, it wasn't O.N.E., was it? Because that was when it they was were on Utopia. It was one. It was. That was them when they attacked Utopia and they took out the yellow mm-hmm. demon and the blue demon. And that's just Ileana and uh Nightcrawler's like shut down. And and Blink wasn't there, so they didn't have to take her out. Yeah, they were trying to get rid of every teleporter that they could. So and then they, they rained down the attack, they took Banisher. out the telepaths. Yeah, On and E did that. That was one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shield wasn't even with Dazzle. Dazzle didn't even do more than like I think a, a day of work. When they revealed her in um in A Force, she was like, no, Mystique got in there, took me out, and mined me from mutant growth hormone, and she was impersonating me for months. She's like, Dazzle never was in the room. <laughs> Mystique is going to hell. <laughs> It's so fucked up. It's just so fucked up. And then she got Blop hooked to mutant growth hormone and then became his supplier and then pimped it out basically just to run Mandrapore for her. <laughs> the bitch is wild. Mystique is, a cra- Mystique is a crafty bitch. It makes everything in this book so much funnier because she's just running around doing shit and you just like, like she's not a sociopath. Like she won't just do horrible things. And like I bring this and just looking at her like, babe chill <laughs> but Irene in this book is also like very much just as capable of some fucked up shit it's just two crazy women together in a relationship and I love that sapphic, sapphic love them. stories need more violent crazy women falling in love they do I think the thing that's interesting too is like the thing I never guessed about this book was that like Sinister and Destiny's lives have been like intermingled for a very long time and she kind of like always knew that like well she's a well she, she didn't see the future but it's like you know that like i am immortally tied to this man as long as he exists with his fuck shit i'll be there ready to take him down it was so much that happened in this book like even like with her going like back not like in the past past but like in the recent past where she's at the military base and she's helping sinister with like mutant experiments just to guarantee that he um does not really do too much harm to these mutant people these mutant kids whatever the fuck they got going on in there like that shit was crazy and i also have a theory too about sinister and dr stasis what's the theory that he has a shrimp dick i think that nathan nathaniel essex the like we'll say Nathaniel Essex Alpha, the one that was inside of the thing with the uh, with the uh, inside the inside the insane asylum. I think he really did die, but I think he definitely did clone himself into four different you know versions of himself, and all of them think that they're the original. When only that the Diamond Sinister is really the original. I think I think Stasis thinks that he's the original. He's been around since then not knowing that there were three other Sinisters that ran off in different directions. I think they're all Sinister. Um, and, like, 
I'm not sure if you guys read um, the Avengers Arena follow-up um, Avengers Undercover, but Damon Hellstrom introduced a concept that's been like really happening. I think that's what Kieran Gillian is pulling on. Uh, basically, Damon Hellstrom did a spell where he was like, philosophically, I'm a sorcerer. Uh, yes, I'm a sorcerer, like in the way you understand it, but I'm also a sorcerer in the traditional terms of being a philosopher. And he said, I want to walk every path capable of being walked to his final conclusion to find the best possible means to survive, the best way to live and find, you know, uh, to find the next level of higher existence. And so he cloned himself once for every path of alignment that you can walk. So it's like chaotic evil, chaotic neutral, chaotic good, neutral, neutral, uh, like all that. And he said, I just let all those versions of myself walk out in the world and each of us are the real Damon. Um, but this is the one you're meeting who's evil. And he trained Nico Minoru in magic and he taught her spells and how to use the staff better and stuff like that. And then Nico beat his ass in the comic. But it's very much like that. Like Sinister created a bunch of different versions of himself as an apex predator, basically just to see it to the conclusion, to survive whatever thing he's seen coming. Um, and all of them are sinister. But we've only ever come across the diamond sinister because that's the sinister who is obsessed with mutants. You know, there's probably one running around right now who is an inhuman. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. His name is Maximus. <laughs> Which one is it? I said it. I like to think that it is... Definitely Maximus. The spade. No, that feels rude. No, it's the spade probably, feels like the eternal. It's the heart. It's the heart, definitely. Mm -hmm. Gross. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I think this is a situation where he's created multiple versions of himself that it doesn't feel like they're, they're accurately can be called clones. I feel like they're chimeras is a more accurate representation of what the fuck he just did. Because probably, but he started with baseline human DNA. Yeah. And so he would be a chimera by of the, the traditional use of the term which is he's applied different genetic codes to himself. But in the Marvel version, he's more akin to like a human. Well, the human version of himself seems to me to probably be post-humanism in the form of technology. That's the whole mission, isn't it? Like you're going through a path where working for orcas inevitably lead to a world where humans intentionally fuse technology to themselves in the service of Nimrod and uh, Omega Sentinel. Because that's the conclusion in Powers to, of X. To become, part of the, uh, to become part of the phalanx. Yeah. Where they infect babies with techno-organic virus, which is Cable's techno-organic virus. So that was the hint that they were giving in... Okay. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. And it's the form of post-humanism where they integrate technology. So it makes sense to me that that's the path that is the... Uh, the club is technology is the right way forward. Um, and also this one has a doctorate. Dr. Stasis has a doctorate. Sinister. All of them do. Oh, no, they don't. Nathaniel <laughs> Exus has a doctorate. Um, technically, but remember the joke between Cecilia Reyes and Nemesis is that only me and Cecilia Reyes have legitimate doctorates. 
And no, he was he was saying that because Sinister goes by Mister rather than Doctor, whereas Doctor Reyes and Doctor Nemesis go by Doctor. But they all have doctorate. I think there's something in that joke that is implying that Sinister's doctorate is no longer valid. I think. (laughs) Either it's because technically he got it 200 years ago and his license will have lapsed. Um, Or just the fact that they would would definitely revoke his license after the, the, what, the first war crime? (laughs) No, he has a, he doesn't have a medical doctorate. He has a, um, he has a PhD in something. PhD in genetics. Oh, he also has an MD from Oxford. Mm, look at him. He's also a sexist. And a racist. And racist. And xenophobic generally. He has the whole HP Lovecraft, you know, soup going on. All of it. Mm-hmm. Baha, his wife is That's dead. How he operates. Um, so Damn. there's the post-humanism. So I just feel like that maybe one of the essays should be a sorcerer. Let that be the spade. One of the essays has to be a sorcerer because if you're thinking about the different paths of post-humanism, one of them is magic. Will they reveal Tarn is... Yeah, because Tarn's power is related to magic. He's a biomancer. He's not a biokinetic. Yeah, Tarn's power is connected to magic. Only in that he's half Damon. Yeah, he's called the genome sorcerer. Oh, no, he's a genome mage. That's the word they specifically use, is genome mage. I like to think that's the path that is also hunting for the Phoenix Force. But yeah, it was a great run. It's a great issue. Um... Big ass per uh, Nathaniel Essex, you will always burn in hell. Um, but we will enjoy it because you're such a treasure of a villain. It's so good to root against him. It's so interesting that we. What did I say? I wonder when he became gay. What? When he became gay? Yeah. When he was born, um, he had a beard of a wife. That he never loved. (laughs) He everyone think he did. Isn't that the whole metaphor that's going on too? Is like, He's doing the um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde has an overall like a subtext to it that's about homosexuality. <laughs> like literally, like that's like the uh, that's the carnal pleasures that he's talking about that he's trying to uh, purge from himself. Well, not even purge from himself. The story is that he wanted to um, create a drug that allowed him to enjoy it for part of his time. And then for the other part of the time for him to be an upstanding, controlled member of society. He wanted to make Hennessy. He wanted a, uh, a DL drug. Yeah. Hmm. It was the most royal of honeys. 
<laughs> Henry's astral projecting right now. So <laughs> let's move on. Um, <laughs> Showtime has real honey next to him. Uh, let's move on to the circuit party. Yeah, the circuit party. Oops, 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 Oh my god, that kid's having a seizure. Uh <laughs> so this week's circle party was spoiled by Showtime. <laughs> my bad, I forgot. He he he's like, oh, I had this great idea. I'm so original. Uh no one else had this idea. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No one I else would ever have this idea, so I am a visionary. I didn't say that. I didn't say that though. It's like I just said, oops. A powerful okay. telepath, um, like he is, he was accidentally copying people's original thoughts. <laughs> like, isn't that basically how Emma Frost power kicked in? She just happened, like, why am I having these brilliant thoughts that I've never had before? And her teacher was like, Who told you next week's lesson plan? <laughs> <laughs> That's how she became an electrical engineer randomly. Randomly. She just downloaded that shit. <laughs> She's like, excuse me, hold on one second. I'm not studying any of this. Stay right there. Thank you so much. I now she have said, a control A, control degree. C. <laughs> <laughs> and control X. Paste. Thanks so much. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I have an electrical engineering degree, you know. I just took it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma Frost, you always be famous. Um, so the circuit party for this week is on the Illuminati. Ooh, secret, secret. So secret, secret. Uh, the Illuminati is, as everyone who has ever read Marvel, the most annoying structure to ever exist. It's just a bunch of white men telling the world what to do up until they had diversity hire. That was the name of T'Challa, who said, you bitches ain't doing this hardcore enough. Uh, you want to be a villain for the sake of the people. You better be a fucking villain with a capital V. Um, and so the Illuminati is just existing as the foremost experts and leaders in every category that really matters. Um representatives from the mutant population, representatives from the inhuman population. Captain America to represent, well, actually snicks that because he wasn't really a member. He was there for a day and then they kicked him the fuck out. Um, Iron Man to represent technology. Uh, Mr. Fantastic to represent the interest of cosmic sciences. Um, Black Bolt to represent the inhumans. Uh... Who else? Who else? Oh, there's like six or seven of them. I got them all. It was Stephen Stephen Strange. Oh, Stephen Strange represents Charles bad Xavier, white people magic. Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Black Bolt, Namor. Namor, yeah, and Namor to represent fish people. But Namor, I don't think Namor was an original addition. Because he, mm-hmm, he was. It was originally those six and T'Challa, and T'Challa was like, then they invited T'Challa 
T'Challa said, yeah, girl, no, this sounds stupid, so I'm out. Y'all enjoy. If it don't involve Wakanda, it don't involve me. Goodbye. (laughs) Yep, he said, y'all do y'all little thing or whatever. I'm at least aware of it. Thanks for the heads up, but girl, don't. Are we creating the original six? Yes, we're creating our yes. own version of the Illuminati. Thank you for spoiling oh. me. I forgot to the pitch, Henry. Jesus. No, no, because y'all said like who the original six was. It's Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Namor, and Iron Man. Yeah, it's the Illuminati is one of those things that leans so aggressively into some Avengers shit that even Charles Xavier's behavior in the Illuminati doesn't make sense. But and that's saying something. <laughs> that's saying a lot. Um, and plus the Illuminati only dealt with like Worldbreaker Hawk situations and like literally the weird part of fighting the Pride and the Runaways like that happened they they went toe to toe against the Pride. They also did. They were part of Secret Wars. Um, and they also had yeah they caused Secret Wars the incursion events they were literally in the middle of but they also had a part where they were entrusted with disposing of the Infinity Gauntlet's uh, Infinity Gems I believe the Hulk Bruce Banner was also part of the original Illuminati Mm -mm, he wasn't I feel like he was or it was implied they were were the first issue he was the first issue uh, because they Illuminati decided that Bruce Banner and the Hulk were too big of a threat to the world, so they sent him off-world. They were sending him into the sun, I think, and he he mm-hmm. shifted in, or into a star or some shit, and he ended up on another planet, became the emperor of that planet, came back, pissed as fuck, and fucked everybody up, and that was World War Hulk. No, they weren't trying to kill the Hulk. They were sending him to a peaceful planet that was basically just empty and tranquil so that he can just exist there as the Hulk and, like, not destroy anything and just be safe, um, but separated from civilization until they can possibly figure out how to cure him and bring him back. But the coordinates were off, something happened, and they flew into basically super slavery. Uh, And then he was like, oh, actually, I'm happy here, and everything's okay, and I forgive them. Um, and then his spaceship blew up and killed his wife. <laughs> and he said, actually, and then, I choose violence. And then World War Hulk. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them niggas up. But we're going to make, we are remembering the sins of the past and remember the mistakes that white people make when they make groups uh, with no diversity. Um, and we are going to instead suggest a new Illuminati composed of people that we think fit every category that needs to be fit within the aspects of who gets to sit in those individual six or seven thrones. So there's also going to be the Captain America factor, which is you need a representation of leadership, I guess, or the best interest of humanity. Whatever way you want to call it, how they justify just throwing Captain America into situations, that's the factor you need to fit. So you need someone who can fit the bill of whatever Captain America is good at. I don't know. Hope. I think that's what they say he's for. Hope. Bullshit. Just making speeches. Also being the guy who goes fuck things up if you need someone who can throw hands. Because, you know, it's the Illuminati. Not everyone on there can fight. 
Um, I'll call it like a champion role. So we need six people for different reasons. Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah, each one. And remember, like, you recommend someone to represent Xavier's spot that needs to be a mutant leader. Um, if you need someone to represent the inhuman spot, it needs to be a, a known inhuman. Those are the two necessary pillars. Uh, also, magic. Magic needs its own representative and super science. So, like, each one has like a throne, and you just gotta like put them in. Namor is probably the only one that is fluid in a way because Namor. You don't really need a Lance's represented anywhere. That more just throw a fit. He wasn't invited to the table. Well, wait, 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 wait. I disagree. Only because I think because he would be considered the water government versus the land governments. So I would say consider like alternative governments on the planet then. Okay. Um, not just the water base, but you can also say like other world counts as, me- as members of the planet too. Ooh, they wow. are. They're their own civilization. No one really can access or on the Eternals. I am so ready to do this. You go first and then... I got my six. We should start with Day, but I think Monty needs a second. But but y'all gonna really really hate my list. I want to hear your list now. Okay. So, for Super Science... Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait, let me ask one question before I go into this. Does it matter they're like if it like intrinsically heroes or intrinsically villains? Does it matter? No, Illuminati does what needs to be done for the sake of the world. If you want to throw a villain on there because you think they will do better, like who you who I think might should replace Namor, that's perfectly fine. Okay. So for super science, um, I'm going to put Riri Williams on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for magic, I'm going to do Dr. Doom. Um, because Dr. Doom also understands things cosmic also. Um, for non-land governments, I'm going to put Storm on. Um, for... Because Storm can also do that and the mutant people at the same time. For, I think, overall protection of the Earth, I'm going to put Abigail Brand. Mama's hateful. Mama has connections. Um, <laughs> the racist. Hate- right. Mama's <laughs> hateful, but Mama has connections, and I think it'd be a good set of mess on there. Um, for, I'm going to honor a spot for the for the future and put Moon Girl in that position. Um, and then my last person, my sixth person, will will represent um, technology, and I'll put Ultron in that position. Interesting, interesting. Regular Ultron or Ultron with Hank Pym fused? Oh, Hank Pym fused. Valid point. That's one on a blow up the earth list. <laughs> because like, oh, they I, will not hesitate with the incursion event. Storm would actually leave, I think. <laughs> Storm would leave this Illuminati. 
Well, it was Storm, but Storm has two other black women there with her. The, the two people you have to, like, there's, like, there's, like, so, like, Riri Storm and and Moon Girl represent three generations of, 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 of blackness and women. So they definitely sit on the sit on the Illuminati at, at different vantage points of history. The the things that like you have to like like Doom is never going to harm a child. So Moon Girl being there will really keep him restrained on a certain level. Because I had to think about this. Um, but in the event that there's double crossing going on, Doom trusts no one, and you're not going to out double cross him. So him and Abigail Brand are going to be nemesis off the break. Because he trusts no one, and Danfield doesn't trust her. But he definitely has mutual respect for intelligent young women, and he definitely has mutual respect for Storm. Ultron is going to be continually be the wild card. Being a hate Pym is, is, is incorporated in that, it'll give them an opportunity to like have some respectful form of technology. I was going to use more of a tag from Orcus, but they have their their intentions are so far left on everything where they like. That it, it it just wouldn't work. They really don't get fuck about humanity or saving the earth. None of those things. It wouldn't make sense. But yeah, that's why. Because I was going I was going to put Doctor Voodoo instead of instead of Doctor Doom, but Doctor Voodoo has scruples and he has morals, and he is not willing to do what was necessary to do what needs to be done. Doom will. You. Oh, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I don't think Dr. Voodoo I think that's some of the interpretations of him that forget, like, the canon of the things that Brother Voodoo has actually done. Like, the reason why he was chosen yeah, to be Source Supreme in the first place. He'll do shit that Steven wouldn't do. Yeah, he does full-blown Darkhold magic. <laughs> um, a lot of times, like, literally, Dr. Stream's like, you can't do that. You're the Source of Supreme. And, like, Voodoo's like, don't confuse your version of the Source of Supreme with my version, because these are two completely different things. He's like, you could be corrupted by using dark magic because you are an asshole deep down. He said, me, I can use this dark spell, and I can understand the balance between being a good person and a bad person on a daily basis. Like, he almost backhanded the fuck at that little boy because he was talking shit to him as if he ran his school talking out the side of his mouth, that little boy almost got hit. That's a Haitian man. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, Henry, you can go next. Who I, who Henry I just went. So well, I'm on drugs. Right. I don't know. I like the Ultron of it all, though. I like the Ultron of the list. Because it introduces a, a distinctly inhuman factor to what's going on. Yeah, because like I don't, I I, I didn't want to like put like a Tony Stark or like a or um or a Reed Richards on the team because both of them are extremely flawed and white supremacists and very dangerous. But technology always seems to have sometimes rational to irrational neutrality about things. So I felt like Ultron would be a better fit for that. Versus like it being a human version of neutrality or like not getting involved. Hmm. I like it. 
May I go next? Yes, you may. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, I have no designation as to which seat does what, but these are just my six bitches that I chose. Cassandra Nova. Agatha Harkness. Madam Webb. Abigail Brand. Morgan Le Fay. And I actually chose Maura McTaggart. See? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But you see why, why I considered her, though? Mm-hmm. But I, I picked a whole bunch of old bitches. There's <laughs> like a whole witchy coven situation going on here. Well, like, well, mm-hmm. well, 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 exactly like, that. I didn't think about uh, what's that, Madam Webb, because that is like a reality based part, which also is another thing that needs to be protected is reality. Because that's the, because you know, they run, they, they sit here hopping plants every three months and hop in reality. You never know what could happen in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And Madam Webb can see, has sort of Destiny's powers, but can see across dimensions yeah. at the same time so because i thought about using destiny but then i would have had like 16 mutants on here and that's a lot <laughs> right hmm. yeah cassandra nova representing the mutants instead of charles which makes more sense because she seems to care more than uh he does mm-hmm Hmm. Hmm. And then two magic bitches because everybody can't be a psychic. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh because you guys have an idea about my list. I like it. I think it's Sandra Nova, Nova of it all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't throw an Arkea as a technology expert. Yeah, <laughs> that's I don't like Arkea. <laughs> you could have also called in uh, Nimrod. <laughs> I wanted old bitches. Um, all right. Oh, wait. Maura McTaggart counts as the technology bitch because she's a post-human now. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So, Vante, your list? Um, I kind of had the pieces together a little bit. It's probably not the best, but I'm a- what I got. So for like leader of like the mutant community or representing the mutant community, I think that I would pick Jean Grey because surprise like she's she's been doing her thing. She's been doing her big one. And she is kind of like a, a good figure um to to look up to as far as mutant power is concerned. Um technology, well the science based part I think I would do Shuri. I really think I would. I, I really think I would choose Shuri. Um, as far as the, I guess like the Captain America or the government part of it, um, I think I would do um, probably Sam Sam Wilson. Probably. Um, in humans, I think I would do, I would probably do like either Crystal or Moon Girl, but that would put two sides bitches on that all because of her and Shuri. But 
I would leave name more so you represent the seven seas. I mean, seven oceans. And then I, for magic, I would probably do. I would struggle with this one, but I would probably do maybe clear. Player clear. You love a bad it's bitch, not, so that makes sense. I, I do. I love a bad bitch, and I, I, I love I love a leotard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I would do her. I, I really think I would do her if not clear. Clear wasn't available. Then I think I would do. Um, I would probably do brother brother Voodoo. But this is a list. That's, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Yeah. So you guys have an idea of my list already, right? Because we uh, mm-hmm. talked about it in the group chat. But I just want to run through it in the whys. So for science, uh, for super science component, I went in Moon Girl because um, morals, ethics, but also logistics. Uh, we can erase the fact that she's an inhuman. I think she would cure her own inhumanness and just become a flat intelligence and just create technology that recreates her power because why the fuck would she? Um, technology represented by Riri Williams. Um, I think hum- human identity needs to go into the conceptualization of sciences and technology because um, whatever you create is just a recreation of the creator itself. And I think that's important to be reflected in someone who's building the work for them. Magic, Brother Voodoo, uh, I think he's the moral, uh, he's, his votes will go either way based on his needs. Um, and not on morals, but on like the rationality of like how many people are being kind of kind of orchestrated in a divine balance of everything. Because let's not forget, he might be a sorcerer, but he practices voodoo in particular. He's the Angan Supreme. His whole role is to represent and advocate for underrepresented groups, um, no matter the cost. Um, and also, he's a psychologist, and that aspect is kind of needed on the team to understand the fundamentals of human behavior. The representative Storm, I think she's also capable of making hard decisions. Uh, yeah, she she dithers about, but also she represents Arako um, while she's on this team, too. And that's the important part here. She represents the fullness of mutant populations. Um, and if anything goes down, she can always pull together enough people for a team. Um, now, this is what gets hairy. I have two options for world leaders, depending on what... T'Challa is fucking doing. <laughs> Whatever version of T'Challa we're dealing with, he doesn't have the backing of, you know, Wakanda behind him. He can't serve this role. Um, but if he can get the backing of Wakanda behind him, he's capable of serving the world leader part. Mm-hmm. However, if not that, he this is the only technically non-black person on my list. Zorus from the Eternals. Because he has Olympia behind him, and he is the, the eternal prime. So he has the capabilities of creating, yes, small, but very powerful military force. And they won't ask questions if he tells them not to. Did Zerus become eternal prime again, yeah. or is it still uh, Starfox? No, I think they just mentioned it offhand instead of showed us, so I couldn't remember if it happened or not. So my champion is a bit weird because I used to have T'Challa here, but then I reorganized it because I realized there's someone else I would really like for that. Nick Fury. 
Junior? Yeah, Junior. Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, he is a spy, a secret agent. He has the Infinity Formula in his blood. I think the champion doesn't just need to be someone who's overt powerful, but since it's a secret organization, the champion should be capable of doing hush-hush work, but also know every arena that they're dealing with here. And I think Nick Fury has his fingers in so many different pots and so many different core governments that I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Fury became the shogun of the hand ever, just to fulfill the needs of the Illuminati. And then for the Inhumans representative, um, I have Flint. I like it because I love Flint. Flint is royalty, human royalty. He comes from a line of specifically Black Inhumans. Um, his power is capable enough. Earth is a terror-based environment. He has it. He has it. And I think he can reflect the interests of the Inhumans quite well. That's my list. I wish I had some like funky things like vision for technology um, or AIs and robots, but I just didn't feel like they were allowed in my head because uh, I don't like, I just didn't like the idea of the like in the AI component or the robot component, like being beep bop, beep bop, robots are important too. I had even the idea to place one of the world leaders with Dracula for the vampire kingdom. That would be interesting. I wonder, like, what de- what effects that Dracula is. Okay, I know. Sinister would be a Hell, good leader. Aaron Zemo is a champion. <laughs> but oh, I was going with with black people. Maybe, may, wait, wait. Maybe there's maybe the heart sinister is the good sinister. That's corny. <laughs> oh fuck y'all! <laughs> Heart sinister is walking around the planet, curing people in the street of cancer, and just going, "Yeah, I'm the sinister who just chose not to be an asshole with super science." <laughs> so I just do charity and I walk around and I cure people of diseases. Like 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 a hippie sinister. Like, hey everyone. Do you be like a cult leader, like something like it's something still sinister, but like, hey everyone, it's like you know, welcome to Sinister Camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, today we're gonna drink the special punch because <laughs> this is getting really close to apocalypse in Age of X Men. Like, I wonder that's probably where old girl is. The girl with the dream powers. Uh, she makes a dream dust. I got. Oh, I love unveil. I got it. He could be the sinister of the black church. Imagine a black church sinister prophesizing to like a, a, a mega church in Atlanta. That would make sense. Oh. Using religion? <laughs> the sinister Jamal Bryant. Right. Um, oh my God. I would love that. I would love that. That's the sinister who was made to represent. Um, Nathaniel's love of his wife. Is his wife black? Nathaniel S's wife? No, Nathaniel S's wife is a white woman. He was a racist. Don't forget. His original life, he was oh, a racist. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. original and then he life. He cut it out his brain, allegedly. 
But yeah, those are our ones. I like Storm the most. Was a raging racist. Yes. My mother was a real hooker okay. and a junkie. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, <laughs> girl, he has to answer to someone about some of these movies. He really does. You're going to tell her. You're going to tell her now. You're going to tell her. <laughs> And you're just afraid that somebody might love me. Okay, girl. Yeah, that's that's so much. Like, go to hell. Like, go to hell. What the fuck is this? I want to send Victor Lavelle an image of Unveil and just go. This is this character. Her name is Unveil. She makes um, hallucinogenic dust, and she can teleport. Do what you will. <laughs> <laughs> If Sabretooth and the Exiles wasn't a mini and she doesn't pop up. Why isn't she in um, Legion of X? The girls forgot that she existed. She would fit right because in the actually altar. read Age of X-Men? He should be making the altar, not congregation. It just like it just it's just like it really okay. they really had no real no real intention. To make Dark Veil, but they still made her. It's it was, her it was, fault for being. It was just she falls into that list that Threnody does, you know, Threnody just being like a white man just went, we need a character who's so kind and so black <laughs> just to tell a story and then we gotta throw her away afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah it, it was mm-hmm. a plot point. I feel. Ugh. I, I wish they would have incorporated her to like 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 NYX or something and given her like a real story, but it's like she was just fan service. It makes it even worse. I <sighs> think Age of X Men really should have been like a mini Secret Wars, uh, but for X Men stories. Like the, this is the area for Age of Apocalypse. This is an area for NYX. This is the area for Savage Lands. Like, and Magneto, fake Magneto is still there. So, like, <laughs> oh God, that's how they're bringing him back. Oh Jesus, what? I just remembered Magneto's not fully dead. A part of him and a reality warped construct of Magneto is alive in Age of X Men. What? I never read Age of X Men. So Age of X Men. Oh, you're right. That's how it ended. With X Men staying in his world to atone, and he's like, I need to make a world that's perfect because the world he made was stupid. He was like, mutants are free, but there's no love, and no one can have sex, and no one can kiss each other, and no one's allowed to uh, have loving emotions at all. It's all forbidden. You're like, why? And X Men's like, because I said so. (laughs) And they all rebel against him because, of course, this is a universe where Bishop and Jean were fucking. Bishop and Jean were fucking in this universe. Um, but also Blob and uh and Psylocke had a thing, which was the cute part of it. Um, and the only person who remembered anything was Glob Harmon, because Glob Harmon his gel apparently protects him from psychic intrusions and psychic warpings and reality warping powers. Oh wow. So no matter what, he couldn't be impacted. He's immune to everything X-Men can do to him. But it ends with like everyone, like X Men calling them out. Like he calls, he says, he looks at Storm even and goes, like, you deny the fact that you're a goddess because he makes humans feel safer. 
And like, in this world, you don't have to deny who you are. That's the world I wanted to make. And they're like, but you made us deny love. Like, you made us deny our humanity. Um, and he's like, yeah, but he's like, I, I had best of intentions and I wasn't going to do anything to any of you. None of you died. And he's like, yeah, you didn't kill anyone, but like, you're being weird right now. Fake cable. Uh, and then, and then like everyone leaves, goes back to the portal. He says, you guys are just going to keep on fighting. It's not going to be perfect. You're just going to be dying and fighting on loop. And he says, yeah, but now we have hope. This is the only thing that we got here is that you showed us what mutant society could be. And then they left and they made Kokoa. But one person stayed behind, or at least he left behind his psychic um, imprint. And he was like, use this version of me to help you create paradise here. Um, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to help them because I can't abandon my children because um, the X-Men are my children too. But he's like, but take this and use this version of me to help you. And he built this version of Magneto from the ground up to be his, his helper, his partner in making a new world. And so in that pocket dimension that X-Men is controlling, there is a version of Magneto that exists. Wow. And there's a version of um, Danny Moonstar in there, too. Uh, Danny Moonstar, Magneto. Um, I think Evan is in there, too. Uh, Apocalypse is... Evan Sabaner. Yeah, Evan Sabaner is in there. Yeah, because none of them came back out. So we're not getting a resurrection in Magneto. We're probably getting that motherfucker walking through the portal and going, hey, guys, <laughs> call me Joseph. Oh, by the way, X-Man's here too, girl. He's not longer looking like Jesus. Me and him get a haircut. <laughs> we're the horsemen of salvation. <laughs> Damn, he really does enough people to make a horseman of salvation in there. He has Kid Apocalypse. He has Magneto. He has Danny Moonstar. And it was like one other person who stayed. Those, those, Unveil and Evan were the only other two people that I can think of. Yeah, I think Unveil would make another horseman a good one. She's like the opposite of pestilence. And like Danny is like the opposite of famine. Magneto's the opposite yes. of war and like Kid Omega is the opposite of death. And he would fit that the, the whole rule is that death always has to be Apocalypse's son. It fits. I see it. I see it. But yeah, I I can't believe I just remembered that shit. This is definitely gonna happen. They're definitely gonna bring him back through that. I already said it, so it's gonna happen. We know how my power word works. But yeah, that's all we have for this week, everyone. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, what are we looking forward to for next week, everyone? Uh, X-Men. Ooh, look at that. It's X-Men number 17, and I believe X-Force. Is that for something? X-Force. Now, Dante, you X-Force need to read X-Force. Shut up, Steven. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm giving you a warning now. He said no one told you that you're supposed to be reading the X-Men books on the X-Men podcast. Nobody, nobody said that. Nobody said that. <laughs> I, I, didn't read, I didn't read Wolverine. 
And I'm consistent with that. But well, did but, you read Wolverine yet? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. But you know, but so again, we're gonna open the X Force books, have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but again, Vontae, you read all Oh my god. Yeah. But again, you did read all the books this week. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> Proud of you. Hey. Proud of you. Y'all don't do me like what that. a wonderful kind of day. We love that for you, baby. We love that. We love that. So proud. Anyway, um, y'all. Are there any indie yeah. books we're looking forward to reading? I think for me, Fables is coming out next week. I'm always going to say Fables. I think is Dark Knights of Steel. Did the issue? Um, what was it? Issue eight just come out. Oh wait, Dark no. Knights there's no more Dark Knights of Steel until next year. Oh, yeah. It was just getting good. They, they just killed for politics. Oh, they hate us. Midnight Suns and Defenders Beyond have new issues next week. I mean, I'm not that excited for Midnight Suns recently because, like, I'm tired of the inconsistencies and they're still showing very much, oh, this is the Vol- Vol family. And the LaFoe family women are like this. I'm like, that's not black women. They're not black women in this book. Like, historically, like they're like, the LaVos are white people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get really messy. It's about to get really messy because they don't care. And when there's no care in fantasy and stories depicting like real people, it gets so choppy um, and offensive. But okay, they don't care. Well, well, what's going thing? on with Dark Crisis? I'm seeing a lot of Dark oh, Crisis. It's books. almost over. It's almost over. Let's oh, not talk about it. It's almost over. It's almost over. It's almost over. Yeah. I was like, I was about to say, we got one more. We got one more issue. Got hang in there. Just one more. One more. I'm mad. I got Dark uh, Dark Crisis Young Justice for nothing. <laughs> that's another series. We were talking about the accident. That's another series that's taken for fucking ever. Oh I, oh, oh, I am completely backing off of buying non-Marvel books now. I'm about to completely dead that because DC has wasted my time and my money. I can't. No, I don't, I don't, DC, I, DC canceled a whole bunch of solo series for a bunch of characters that were awesome. They canceled Wonder Girl. They canceled Aquaman. They canceled um, Black Adam. They're canceling uh, I Am Batman. Yeah. All these damn series with but all they these characters, sure. and they're doing another soft reboot. Stop it. Yeah, they I'm, made sure that Bruce Wayne shit was up and popping, though. They made sure that he's got, like, fucking five or six different series going on right now. Yeah, the books that I have right now that I'm reading, I'm going to keep up with to their last issues. But once the book ends, I'm not going back to normal. Like, once Titans, Blood Pack ends, and um, yeah. what else am I reading right now? Um I will say uh, Superman, Superman, Man of Steel, whatever the one with Jonathan Kent is actually really good. Um, and and Batman and the Joker, Daily Duel. And once this Dark Crisis shit ends, I'm done with DC books. I've had it. Y'all can keep it. I'm good. I am checking out Doctor Strange Fall Sunrise, too. It looks interesting. This is um, top Trad Moore doing the artwork, but it's a new Doctor Strange story. Yeah. I see. Of him appearing on New World. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm going to start sticking more to Marvel-centered books and like actually do that and read those. 
But like for some reason, like outside this dark crisis thing and this infinite frontier and all these infinite things going on for the last year, it's been one big cohesive story. But I'm just like, girl, get to the point. Like, what are we here for? Yeah, because it's, like, yeah, it's like they don't have like an actual storyline going on. They just dragging out. They just dragging yeah. out shit at this point. Yeah, because it's like they're because like even with Dark Crisis it's like okay we got another crisis debate going on it's like you don't re- I like what exactly is the overall game plan here right like like this still like an echo from when the from um from Dark Metal like why are we what are we what are we still going through I don't I don't really know what's going on and like why we're still here so I'm gonna just slowly back my ass out of the DC books and just focus on market, Marvel books that's why like I am gonna read this Dark Web thing i'm trying to see it's always hard for me to recommend indie books or new indie books because there's no more lists yeah. for them without comicology um so, like, i'm so upset that they stopped but so i was at um anime nyc which is like an anime convention in new york and i found a black creator named tuskegee airs it was called tuskegee airs h-e-i-r oh yeah yeah I met. I got some artwork for him for a friend for Christmas. He, the person doesn't know the artwork yet. There, I haven't told them, but it's a lovely piece of artwork that I that I bought from him some prints. But I should have bought his book when I was there, but I just didn't because I was like, because you know, you go to a con, you have but so much money to like a lot for shit for bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I was going to purchase, but I ended up like leaving because I didn't get anything. And I should have bought those fucking books. Now I'm like, and I looked at them, they're like ten bucks each. Which is a lot for a book, but because he is an independent creator, I get it. Should have bought those fucking books. Damn. Because the artwork was lovely. You know, I like my artwork to look good. He, I, I hate to compare people, he he draws like Joe Matarera from back in the day. Oh, I love Joe Matarera. It's like, it's, like, it's like very like anime looking, but like American anime. Hmm. But anyhow, but yeah, when I next when I when I get home tonight ish, I'll take a photo of the photos that I bought from him and send it to the group chat. Well, until next week, everyone. Um, thank you for stopping by. Rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Oh, rest in yes. peace, Kevin Conroy. Man, voice actor. Alive. Yeah. And get well soon, Dre Bay. Who's Dre Bay? Um, Dre Bay, who was shot twice on Saturday at a photo shoot. What? Who's that? Um, Dre. Is he like a social media person? Um, a musician, but yeah. I'm not sure. Well, sorry to hear. I'm I'm not sure who that is, but I'm sorry to hear that. God damn. There's so much going on. Right. Do you you see about the thing in Colorado at the gay club, the shooting at the gay club? Yeah. Child, would would someone please drop the asteroid, please? At this point. Oh, pull me out the matrix. And hopefully drop it on on this side of the planet so I don't have to freeze to death. Just let it hit me. Right. Okay, let's go. All right. It's been great. So long. Just bought Tuskegee Airs. Bought Tuskegee Airs.
Sad so long. Tag.